Alan Gray helping you secure your future. Alan Gray is an authorized financial services provider. As you know, Afropolitans, we always uh, talk about money in terms of our pockets and our dreams and our goals and our desires because essentially money is a means to an end. It's something that gives you options and provides you with choice uh, in terms of uh, the experiences and the quality of life that you'd like to have. But how do you do this if you don't have a significant financial plan? or don't even know where to start in terms of getting your financial plan. And if you are lucky enough to have one, are you still on track? Well, this is why we're having this conversation to make sure that uh, as South Africans, we are made able to um, post the pandemic or in the pandemic as we are at the moment, able to decide on the things that really do matter and prioritizing our finances accordingly in celebration of Financial Planning Week. To tell us more, we joined on the line by Maurice Bester, specialist in the retail distribution team at Allen Gray, to give us more details. Maurice, a warm welcome to Kyabiz. Great to speak to you. Hi, Lulu. Thank you for the warm welcome. And it's nice to be here. Thank you. I should be saying a happy financial planning week, right? Because I think it could be something that would be met with so much anxiety and fear because uh, the true understanding and reflection of your finances uh, for some is, is a harsh reality to bear, right? That's true. And I also found out actually yesterday that tomorrow is World Financial Planning Day, oh. which is a global celebration, actually. Exactly. Looking for so we need to take part in the celebration, and I think for a lot of us we tend to think of financial resilience uh, as a theme that comes up, uh, and this can mean very many things, and and might sound you know technically convoluted, but break it down for us essentially. What does it mean when we talk about financial resilience? Yes. So because I think most of us know what it means to build resilience in the context of our health, you know, and our wellness. We know all about eating healthy exercising regularly, getting enough sleep, and trying to manage our stress. But we struggle to understand this concept of financial resilience. Mm. And while you may have, you know, an adequate income and you can be brilliant at sticking to your budget, it's still possible to be financially derailed by an unexpected expense or event like we experienced with COVID-19. So financial resilience is the ability to bounce back after life throws you a curveball that impacts your income, your assets, or both. Mm. And I want to say it's the one main factor that separates successful investors from those who are not. And also achieving financial resilience, it's not just a once-off project, but it actually requires ongoing diligence. And maybe just something else to mention here is that it's not reserved for wealthy people. Mm. Anyone can become resilient by developing the right habits, you know, and just taking a holistic approach. Makes a lot of sense. We often think to solve our money problems, we need more money uh, in order to get rid of those issues. And looking at the definition of resilience, it's uh, defined as the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties or toughness. But what does it take to actually make sure that you're building up the right financial muscles to be financially resilient? So what are those key qualities and behaviors of resilient investors? Yes, so... When you think about financial resilience, you know, it often it prompts us to consider some very uncomfortable what-if questions. Mm-hmm. And while we may not have control over these events, what we can control is how prepared we are in case they do happen to us and also how we respond to them. And once again, an important key differentiator here is that a resilient investor can recognize their emotions when things are painful and then still not react to them. 
And we know that markets are very much driven by emotion. Mm. And, you know, one specific theory, which you probably have heard of before, is, is loss aversion. And it suggests to us that the pain we experience from a loss is far greater than the pleasure we feel from a gain, which may explain why some investors react when markets go through these inevitable down periods. But your resilient investors understand that their behavior influences their returns and they do what they can to guard against reacting um, to those events and try and filter out the noise and, you know, focus on what is in their control makes a lot of sense. Emotions play a very strong part uh, in terms of managing uh, our money and of course that comes with uh, a lot of self-discipline and also having someone who can help you stay accountable. But what are some of the other practical tools, right, in, that one can use or, or implement uh, in order to improve their financial resilience and investment outcomes? I would gladly share a few tips with you this. So tip number one, for instance, is when times get tough, remember what you're saving towards. So have a plan in place to help you stay on the path because if you don't know where you're going, how will you know when you get there? And as Benjamin Franklin also said, you know, if you fail to plan, you're planning to fail. Mm. So a plan will also help you to avoid making those emotional decisions I just spoke about and also avoid following the crowd or the herd. And then also part of this, you also need to ensure that you choose an appropriate unit trust to help you achieve your goals. So if you are likely to need to access your money within a year, or if you have a very short-term goal, like for instance, saving for a holiday, a money market fund may be your best bet because a money market fund generally provides stable returns. You're taking on less minimal risk and you're therefore in a good, it's a, it's a good parking bay for your money. Yes. But if you have, say, for instance, a long-term goal, such as saving for your retirement, you know, it requires growth over a much longer time frame. And history has shown that this requires a good amount of equity exposure or growth assets, as we call it. So equity markets, you know, are volatile, which means they go up and down all the time. Mm -hmm. But this makes them risky for short-term investment. So, for instance, if you need to access your cash and the market is in the downturn, you actually may end up losing some money. So you need to make sure that your investment horizon and your specific goal for investing is aligned with the specific unit trust. And then another tip to share as well is aim for above inflation returns. So at the end of the day, you want your investment to give you a higher return than inflation. Otherwise, the value of your money will be eroded over time. And then this will decrease your purchasing power. So you will end up being able to buy less with the same amount of rand, And you don't want to end up in that situation. Far from it. Uh, and you're quite yeah. right. I think for a lot of us, when we uh, saw lockdown and we saw the market performance for the month of March, where the JC Osher index declined to levels of, what, 42,000 from 54,000, it yeah. caused a lot of panic. And, and had you sold and your investments back then, uh, you would have lost out on a significant recovery uh, that we've witnessed so far. Exactly. And that raises a very important uh, point, uh, Maurice, that you've already touched on in terms of understanding the dynamics of long-term investing versus short-term investing. But also for South Africans, long-term investing is becoming a little bit more of a pressure point now because we're struggling in this economy. People are losing their jobs. Incomes are not as diverse as they used to be. So it adds more pressure on just how long long-term is uh, with some South Africans actually deciding to, to divest from some of those um, investments that they have. So how is it that we need to learn from resilient investors who take on a long-term view and remain disciplined uh, regardless of any major changes to their situation? 
That's a very good question, Lulu. And I think your role as an investor, we believe, is to stay invested for long enough to benefit from our fund's returns. And we know that it's often difficult, particularly because of the short-term market movements that we're experiencing, as well as the noise in the market. And I mean, these can often fuel investors' emotions. But what I also want to say is don't let your retirement savings plan fall by the wayside. Mm. So we know that life happens and, you know, we, we're under financial pressure. And then retirement saving contributions are often the first thing to go. But if you have to stop contributing for a while to get back on your feet, you know, it's not the end of the world. But try and prioritize saving for your retirement and try and avoid cashing in when you change jobs as well. Um, just to make sure that you can make use of this. Um, specific terminology that we call compound growth. Mm. So just to give you an example, for instance, if, if you have the choice between receiving 20,000 grand today as a lump sum or one cent on the first of the month and then double it every day for the rest of the month, I mean, which option would you go for? Normally people would say the 20,000 grand. Yeah. But if you end up going with the last one, you actually end up with more than 10 million rand on the 31st of the month. And I mean, this is the beauty of compounding. And I mean, Albert Einstein called it the eighth wonder of the world. Yes. So it only works. Compounding growth only works if you leave your money alone and if you don't dip into it when the urge arises. Makes sense. Money on money on money on money is exactly. uh, what compound <laughs> interest really does, as you've given us that example, which is very easy and clear to understand. And I think for many South Africans or Afropolitans who are listening right now, they might be inspired. There might be a sense of trying to find renewal uh, in, in, in their financial plans and driving growth opportunities. It's financial planning week and they might decide to find a financial planner. But what are the key Number one, prep, key elements of preparation that they need to, to have before approaching a financial planner. And then secondly, what are the key questions and elements in the conversation that they should be having with a financial planner uh, as they try to restructure their finances to be more resilient? Yes. So if you do not feel as an investor equipped to navigate the journey by yourself, it's a really good idea to consult with an independent financial advisor. And a good independent financial advisor can help you articulate your goals and objectives and they can assist you in picking investments that are appropriate for your needs and circumstances. So it's really important to be open with the advisor and, you know, um, consulting him and telling what are your goals, um, what are the things that you strive towards so that he can incorporate that in your plan. And then he or she can also help you to stick to your goals when there is short-term volatility like we're currently experiencing. Because we are often blindsided for our own emotions and having a financial advisor to just be the voice of reason really helps in difficult situations that we're facing um, like now at the moment. Mm. What's also important... mm? Sure, go ahead, Marisa. I interrupted you there. Go ahead. No, I also wanted to say, and it's also important to be able to trust that financial advisor and... You know, make sure you end up with an independent financial advisor that can give you independent advice. Um, and I think that trust relationship is very important. So it's important to understand the investment approach of the financial advisor and how they go about their specific investment philosophy. Um, so there's a lot of things you can consider before you decide on a specific financial advisor. But one of the most important 
point is probably finding an independent financial advisor. Mm-hmm. Someone who's independent but accredited, so do make sure that they uh, yes. uh, um, are accredited uh, with the necessary organizations, um, um, not known as the FSB. I'll find the word for you and offer it to you, uh, Afropolitans. But Marie, something else that's important, as you say, is that you speak to a financial advisor and you share your goals, your objectives and your financial story. So ultimately, all of this is a very personal um, um, interaction that one is having. And I say, perhaps if you could remind us how we should not be easily distracted because the world is opening up. We'll be sitting around the braai again soon with our friends on sunnier days talking about how we all came up with these amazing financial plans. And we might want to copy and paste some of those solutions to us. So how important is it again to make sure um, that the financial strategies we implement are incredibly unique um, uh, to our personal needs? Yes, I mean, at the end of the day, it comes down to your investment goals, your um, investment time horizon, and the risk that you're comfortable with, your risk tolerance. So they are very specific for each and every single investor. And that's where the role of a financial advisor comes in to make sure that he aligns your unit trust and your plan with what your goals are. And also, you know, if you find yourself on the verge of making a panic decision, especially in these uncomfortable, volatile times, to perhaps safeguard your investment, you also need to reflect on whether your personal circumstances or your investment goals or even your time horizon has changed. Because if they did not, then the best course of action might just be to do nothing at all. So once again, if your objectives and the objectives of the unit trust is aligned and there's nothing else that have changed, then you shouldn't really want to be making a change. So it's all about sticking to the plan that you've initially agreed on and don't don't move away from that just because there's volatility in the market. Fantastic. Maurice, we appreciate your feedback that you've provided for us here today. Uh, and again, Afropolitans, make sure that you do speak to an accredited financial uh, planner and advisor, either with the certified financial, a certified financial planner or someone who is registered uh, in terms of their entity with the Financial uh, uh, Services Board. Uh, that's the FSCA to give you a better understanding uh, of the role that they play. A big thank you to Maurice Bester, specialist in the retail distribution team at Alan Gray. Helping you secure your future was brought to you by Alan Gray. Alan Gray is an authorized financial services provider. Afropolitans will be back with you again tomorrow. After this is Sidebar with Cindy.